You are now listening to the Full-Time Boss Podcast with Nia Hines. First off, I am so glad you are here. This podcast show is a labor of love and everything about it has been orchestrated by God himself, okay? (laughs) From the title of the show all the way to the hard lessons and vulnerable moments that I plan to share with you during each episode. Now, by the name of the podcast, I'm sure you can already infer that this show was created for business owners. But specifically, there are two types of business owners that God continues to push me to support. There are some of you that desire to be full-time in your business one day, but you aren't quite sure what that looks like. Either you don't know anyone personally who successfully operated their business full-time, or the people that you do know aren't necessarily sharing or being fully transparent about their experiences, their pitfalls, and their lessons. This show is also for anyone that is already full-time in their business. You are my fellow brethren. (laughs) And I pray that the experiences I share help you find comfort in knowing that you are not alone. And I hope it inspires you to fully own your calling as a full-time boss. During this season, I'm going to share with you some of the hard lessons and aha moments that I've experienced on my journey as a full-time entrepreneur, aka full-time boss, right? Each episode, I'm going to deep dive into a different core area that will help you in your transition from an employee mindset to a full-time boss mindset. And the purpose behind each episode is to help you understand how your intellect and your ability to learn can get you to a certain point. But when you are ready to truly elevate in full-time entrepreneurship, the spiritual and faith-based part of who you are has to become activated for you to successfully journey on this life path. So I'm thankful that you are here and I pray that you find value, benefit, and blessings from the upcoming episodes. The first most important foundational change I had to make in my life when I transitioned from being an employee to being a full-time entrepreneur was realizing that my intellect, my ability to learn new concepts and strategies was only going to get me so far as a full-time boss. That for me to really be successful, I was going to have to tap into who I was Beyond the degrees, beyond the certifications, beyond all of my success that I had in my corporate career, I was going to have to shift from being someone that made decisions from a place of comfort and certainty and control to someone who made decisions from a, from a place much higher than my natural self. I really had to tap into my internal self, my spiritual self, and the part of me that in my corporate career, I use sometimes, but I didn't necessarily have to live and operate from that space in every area of my life or in every decision that I made, right? I'm going to break this down um, because I want to try to give you an example, a very simple example that is universal that everybody can understand to help explain what I mean, okay? Let's think about two subjects in school. 
two subjects that everybody knows. We all know math and we all know science, right? Math, math, you know, math is intellect, right? Math is intellect, math is logic, and it's literally a universal language and concept. So no matter where you are on this planet, no matter where you live, no matter where you grew up, no matter what you believe, at the end of the day, one plus one will always be two. Math is logic, math is formulas, and once you learn the formula, all you have to do is just plug in different numbers, and if you follow that formula, you will always get the same answer. And then you have science. And with science, a professor or a teacher could give you, you know, could give both of us the same experiment and we could both do that experiment. We could both follow the instructions and then we could both get completely different results, right? And usually in science, you have to do the same experiment at least three times, average your results to be able to establish some type of credibility that that experiment actually works. And you normally do it three times, three, four, five, six times, however many times you want. And then you're able to kind of establish some credibility of what the results will more than likely be. And then you can put some type of tolerance on it. So say you do an experiment and you do it for, you know, four, five, six times, you know, you may be able to say, if you do this experiment, your answer will always be seven plus or minus the tolerance of five, right? But plus or minus, you know, a tolerance of five that's the range in which your results, your results can fall anywhere in that range for this experiment. And as long as your results are somewhere in that range, you did the experiment right. You're on track. So now let's, let's take it back. Let's talk about the young Nia. Okay. Let's talk about the little Nia. When I was in school, I did not like science at all. Okay. I was a straight up math whiz. Okay. In high school, I was in a math science and applied technology program in college, I majored in math and computer science. Like, math and numbers was my thing. Back in the day, there was a, a movie called How Stella Got Her Groove Back. In that movie, the main character, Stella, she was a stockbroker. And listen, she was a paid boss, okay? She was balling. She had a gorgeous, beautiful house. She was able to just pick up and go on luxurious vacations out of the country whenever she wanted to, like Stella was doing it, okay? And after I watched that movie, I kind of, at that point, I had my whole future career all zipped up in, in a bow. I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a stockbroker. So when people started asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I said a stockbroker, <laughs> right? And, and most people were amazed because they were thinking like, how does this little girl know anything about being a stockbroker, right? And so that was me, like around 12, 13 years old. That's who I was. I absolutely love numbers. And I wanted to be a stockbroker because I saw that movie, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, and Stella was a broker, and she was killing it. So that was me. So then, you know, as you start to learn what you like, you know, especially as a kid, you usually start to find hobbies and things that pique your interest. And so around that same time, the middle school I was at, they started a chess team. And my teacher told me that she thought that I would be a great, you know, person to join the team. So... I joined the chess team and I absolutely fell in love. I had the opportunity to go to chess nationals twice and I had a really high ranking rating. Like chess just became my thing. I absolutely loved it. So let's fast forward to high school. This episode is sponsored by my group coaching program, Elevate. If you are ready to serve more clients, make more money and position your business for long-term growth, 
Visit neahines.com slash elevate to learn more and apply today. And as I mentioned, I was in a math, science, and applied technology program. So the math and the applied technology part, I absolutely loved. I couldn't get enough of it. In high school, I had the opportunity to learn a programming language called Pascal. And for all my young techies out there, you might need to Google that. It's ultimately just a very good teaching programming language, a good foundational language to teach somebody back then, okay, back in the day. But it was a a good language to learn. If you were new to programming, that was a good foundational language to learn and to teach. There I was loving learning Pascal, you know, that technology programming language. And then my math classes, okay, can we say (laughs) heaven, okay? I was in heaven in my math classes, like the calculus, the algebra, differential equations, like you name it, I loved it, okay? But then here we go over on the other side of the curriculum. I had to learn science. Man, did I despise those science classes. Like I could not stand biology or physical science. Now, any science class that had some math in it, I was I was fine. So like chemistry or physics, I could roll with that, right? Because there was a lot of math involved with those. But like the biology and the physical science, no ma'am, okay? Not my thing. I'm giving you all that background to just help you set the stage for this major discovery and aha moment that I've recently had on my journey in full-time entrepreneurship. So with both of these subjects, You know, no matter which one you like the best, growing up, you know, you had to take both of them. You needed both to graduate, right? High school, college, it didn't matter. Both math and science are just part of the core curriculum in the education system, right? And so you need both to graduate. The difference, though, is in college, you know, you have the ability to choose a major and then you choose a career. And then you can choose a career that basically allows you to exit stage left from all from all those subjects and all those things that you really don't like, right? That's kind of the, you know, that's like the holy grail of, of uh, once you choose a major and get into your major classes. Like at that point, you are done with having to take things and take classes that you don't necessarily care for, right? And so that's how we are when we choose our major and choose our career. We're usually choosing something that allows us to head in the direction of our liking. We never have to see that subject we don't like again, again. And so for me, a career like being a doctor or a nurse, like that was just all the way completely outside of my mind, right? Like I have no, I had no desire then or to this day to take another eight to 10 years of science classes. Like just shoot me, okay? (laughs) That's not my interest. So I originally majored in finance, but then after speaking with my college advisor and learning more about careers, I, I changed my major to mathematics and computer science and then ultimately became a software engineer. Now, one nugget I left out, right before I went to college, I started my first business as a nail technician and I became a licensed manicurist at age 17 and I absolutely loved it, okay? I loved being creative. I loved doing nail art. I even won a nail art competition in high school. It was really my jam. It was something I enjoyed and I was very, very good at it. I started getting my nails done around that same age 12 to 13 time frame. Um, When I got into chess and all of that, I also started getting my nails done. And in Detroit, at that time, Detroit was the hair and nail capital of the world. Elaborate hairstyles and nails with designs out of this world, that was the thing. And my nail tech, she was a beast. 
I absolutely fell in love with watching her do my nails. Once I got to high school, I told my mom like, hey, I really want to learn how to do nails. And we found out probably around my sophomore, junior year, we found out that I wasn't eligible for trade school because I was actually in a special program. I was at one of the top public high schools at the time in Detroit, and I was in a math, science, and applied technology program. And that program didn't allow you to actually go to trade school. But it just so happened that I had a friend at the time who also wanted to go to nail school. And she was in the same program as me, and so she wasn't eligible either. My mom and her mom, they teamed up, and I don't know how many letters they wrote, how many phone calls they made to the school board, but they fought for us to get the opportunity to go to trade school. And so it worked out. In our senior year, we went to trade school and were able to actually get our license as a licensed manicure. So as a result, you know, I became a, a, nail, a licensed nail tech at age 17. I started my own business and then I did nails to help me get through college. Fast forward now, here we are almost 20 years later. I've transitioned from entrepreneurship as a college student to corporate America for 12 years and operating another business on the side for seven years of, of my career. 12 years I was in corporate, seven of those years I had another different business on the side for seven years. Um, I've had that business for 10 years now. And then I, I take the leap into full-time entrepreneurship. What I have learned on this journey is that entrepreneurship is nothing like choosing a career of your liking and never having to tap back into the classes that you hated, all the concepts that you hated. Entrepreneurship requires all of you. It requires you to be fluent in both the math and the science. Your intellectual skills alone, like just the math alone, will not get you through. And if you're a science person, just the science alone will not get you through, okay? No matter which side of the coin you're on, only being fluent in one or the other will not get you through. There is a huge value in understanding how to learn formulas, how to learn strategies, how to learn concepts, and how to apply them. But focusing on that alone will not get you through full-time entrepreneurship. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe, leave a review, then head over to neahines.com and join my private Facebook group. I want to hear from you. I want to connect with you. And I would love to support you on your journey. Remember, many are called, but few are chosen. And it all begins with your mindset and beliefs. Until next time.